you, New York. I'm Nardward, a human serviette. I'm filling in here on CITR for Rumble Tone Radio. And as it just happens, we are right now, we're going to be transported to WFMU, New York. So the Nardward, a human serviette radio show will be live on CITR here and also WFMU, New York. So probably right now you are listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and WFMU, New York. So right now you are probably listening. If you've got all the internets all hooked up for some great massive feedback to me, Nardwar to Human Serviette, live on WFMU, Radio New York, and we're also joined by me, Nardwarty Human Serviette, live on CITR Radio in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Yes, it's me, Nardwarty Human Serviette, live on WFMU in New York. Right now, no no joke, go to WFMU.org, click on it. It's me, Nardwarty Human Serviette. Go to CITR.ca, click on it. It's me, Nardwarty Human Serviette. Holy smokes, and other people that have been listening, you CITR listeners, are probably going, you just interrupted the end of a Johnny Marr interview. Well, let me tell you, CITR listeners, you're going to hear the rest of that, and you, WFMU listeners, are going to hear the end of my Johnny Marr interview from a few years ago, and then we're going to have a brand new interview with Johnny Marr, who now plays in The Cribs and The Cribs. They're going to be phoning in to the Nardwarty Human Serviette radio show here today, live on WFMU and CITR Radio in Vancouver, Canada. If you have any questions for The Cribs, the number to call will be 604-822-2487. That's 604-822-2487. We can patch you through once we get a hold of the cribs and you can also twitter at at nardwar or you can go to the wfmu.org homepage and click on the nardwar show and post your little comment question to johnny marr and the cribs again it's nardwar to human serviette going through all this housekeeping stuff to hopefully make some sense actually it's made absolutely no sense to me but basically right now we're going to play the last couple minutes of an interview i did with johnny marr from a few years ago and then coming up right after that, a brand new interview with the Cribs here on WFMU and CITR, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and WFMU New York. So here's a last little bit of Johnny Marr. Then we're going to try to connect with the Cribs and Johnny Marr for a live phone interview that you can participate in. Johnny Marr, what about the expression greedheads? Julian Cope, in his autobiography, deemed you and Morrissey greedheads. What do you think about that? Is that a fair assessment? He deemed as well. Greedheads. He called you greedheads. Well, for a start, he doesn't even know us. And he wears silly tights and he's going bald, so... Uh... So he's a bald, bald-headed, tight-wearing... At Julian Cope. He's all right. You know, he's just a bit silly, isn't he? Johnny Moore, winding up here, just was curious. Morrissey brags for years and years and years of being a celibate. Is that true? Do you think he was celibate all these years? That he claims to be? I wouldn't know. I mean, you know, I'm not his keeper, am I? So, uh, do I think he's, he was celibate all that, that time? Well, if he says he was, then he was, wasn't he? Johnny Moore, have you ever heard of Christina Fleischer at all before? Um, maybe, but I might have forgotten. Why, who is she? Uh, a friend of Steve Lillywhite. Right. Just was curious. She asked me to ask you that. Have you ever heard of Christina Fleischer? Fleischer. I think so. Johnny Moore, anything else you'd like to add to the people out there at all? 
really. <laughs> Not really, no. No, I think we've covered quite enough there. That's all right. Johnny Moore, lastly here, what do you put on your chips? I don't eat chips. All right, well, thanks so much. Keep on rocking in the free world and do 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 loot do La-di-da. Almost, Johnny. do 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 loot do La-di-da. I'm not quite. do 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 loot do Cooking MCs like a pound of bacon. I'll get there in the end, right? You will get there in the end. do 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 loot do Oot, oot. I did that backwards.
listening to WFMU New York and CITR Vancouver British Columbia Canada and me Nardwarty Human Serviette yes CITR WFMU simulcast you just heard right there the cribs with Martel and before that some Johnny Marr from his solo album from a few years ago and coming up very shortly an interview a brand new interview as soon as we can connect with him with the cribs and Johnny Marr on an Ardoir, the Human Serviette Radio Show. If you have any questions for the Cribs, Johnny Marr, you can tweet them to me at Nardwar or email Nardwar at Nardwar.com or on the WFMU page, go to the playlist and post your question. Again, I'm Nardwar, the Human Serviette here, just waiting, hanging out for the Cribs from Wakefield England. The Cribs always bring the most amazing bands with them on tour. In fact, sometimes they kind of bring them back from the dead. Although they weren't really dead, they brought Comet Gain on tour with them. So here's Comet Gain on a Nardwar to Human Serviette radio show as we wait for The Cribs! <laughs> 
And you're still listening to both WFMU and CITR. And I'm Nardwart Human Serviette playing a bunch of the cribs while we wait for the cribs. The cribs are from Wakefield, England. And we heard the lights went out. And before that, we heard some Comet Gain, who the Cribs have taken on tour. The Cribs are actually playing both in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and in New York. They're playing at Irving Plaza on the 16th, and they're playing on the 31st, this is both in January, at the venue in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, on a tour with their new guitarist, who recorded on their album, Johnny Marr. Johnny Marr's been in many rock and roll bands. We played the Healers right off the top there, his solo outing from 2003 or so. And when I was thinking of Johnny Marr, I was thinking about Manchester and the mod scene, and I wanted to ask him about the mod revival. Because I do know that... Oh, there, we have a call. Let's see who this could be. Hello, are you there, caller? Hello, are you there, caller? Yes, I'm here. Are you their interviewer? Yes, I am. And who are you? I'm Michael Scholar Jr. Hello, Michael Scholar. You are phoning in, and the band has not yet arrived on the airwaves, Michael Scholar. Where are the cribs? Are they hidden? We are waiting for the cribs to call in, and it's 604-822-2487, 604-UBC-CITR, to reach the cribs or Johnny Marr and ask a question. But at right now, we're not getting anything, are we there, Michael? Uh, evidently not. Um, We've I'm, got you, though, because I know you are a Super Cribs fan. Maybe you could tell the people your connection to the Cribs there, Michael Scholar. Well, I first heard the Cribs about, ooh, I don't know, five years ago when I first started dating my now fiancé, and she had him on the iPod. And uh, I fell in love with them, and I started buying everything I could of theirs. Vinyl, I've been flying in from the U.K. because their vinyl's not very available in North America. And uh, I was lucky enough to meet them with you at the Mint Records Christmas party a few years ago when you were playing with the Evaporators and you brought them down while they were recording their Men's Needs album with uh, Franz Ferdinand uh, Liebman. Uh, and they came down with Mr. Franz Ferdinand and they played that song with you. And I guess uh, that was my first time I got to meet them, and I was thrilled to see them play, even though it wasn't one of their songs. They sang that Take Me Out Tonight, Franz Ferdinand song with you guys, a big super group you all formed on stage. And that was a, that was a good thrill, but I got to see them a couple of years ago again with you at the... Uh, where was it? That was at Richards on Richards, which no longer exists. With Harmar Superstar. Who's that? Harmar Superstar was playing with them at that time. He was. See, I'm I'm so cribs oriented. I didn't even notice anything else around them. Well, you mentioned my past association with the cribs. I hope that's not stopping them from phoning in because I've interviewed both the cribs and as well Johnny Marr before. And if they were listening to CITR and old Nardwar to Human Serviette interviews, you can check them out at nardwar.com. Maybe they listened to them and didn't want to call it, but I guaranteed that they were going to come in today to CITR WFMU. Yeah, I wanted to find out whether Modest Mouse was upset at them for stealing Johnny Marr. I wanted to find out the connection with uh, Lee Ronaldo and how he came to write the piece of poetry that's on their Men's Needs album, the song uh, 
Uh, I know a place we can go where you'll fall in love so hard that you wish you were dead. Oh, man, that song just breaks my heart. And then Lee Ronaldo's reading that kind of Jack Kerouac beat poetry thing. How did he get on that album? That was recorded in Vancouver. Does that mean reading Lee Ronaldo was here? Oh, Sonic Youth fame. He was in Vancouver recording that? This is amazing, Michael, all these Cribs trivia type things you have. I think I have a kind of answer for, here I am answering for the, this is like not right, but why am I answering for the Cribs? But I would like to ask them, and I would like to know too, I think they met in Portland, Gary of the Cribs met Johnny Marr at a house party hosted by Modest Mouse. Oh, yeah. And that's how it all came together. So it kind of, if it did happen, the stealing, it happened like right at a modest mouse house. In right a modest their noses. In a modest mouse bed, which is really weird. And the other thing is, like, I think of Portland, Oregon, and when I think of Portland, Oregon, I think of the Dandy Warhols. Oh, yeah. And, and when I think of the Dandy Warhols, I yeah. think in a Brian Jonestown massacre. Of course. There's a rivalry there. But what does that have to do with the Cribs? Well, there's a song by the Brian Jonestown massacre called Johnny Marr is Dead. <laughs> Which we have to get to. Well, you, do you have that song ready to play on the air? You know what? Since they haven't phoned in at this moment, I'm going to go search for that right now, Michael Scholar. And we will try to connect further with the Cribs, who are playing in New York City on January 16th at Irving Plaza and January 31st in Vancouver at the venue. Uh, do you have tickets to the gig in Vancouver? No, I want tickets. Can okay, tickets? we can get you tickets. You've won, Michael. You have won. You've well, won tickets. Do you know she, they're playing with Jamina Pearl? Do you know who Jamina Pearl is? Be Your Own Pet. Be Your Own What? She's the lead singer of Be Your Own Pet at one time, and she's associated with those Static Peas, Thurston Moore type thing. Yeah, well, I just saw her play. She opened for a Canadian band called The Islands in uh, San Francisco when I was down there about a month ago or two months ago to go see the Green Day musical. Yes, there's a theatrical musical written by Green Day based on their album American Idiot. And I went down to check it out because I, I run a theater company in town, as you know, November Theater. And we do kind of rock and roll operas. We did the Black Rider, Tom Waits, William S. Burroughs rock opera, the Black Rider. And the next thing we're doing, that's the kind of thing I, I keep my eye out for. A Green Day musical. Quite yes. incredible. Now, we are also live at this time on WFMU New York and CITR in Vancouver. And people may not be aware out in the States of Hardcore Logo. Or would they be? Well, Hardcore Logo was a, a really important book by Michael Turner, a brilliant book uh, about a fake Vancouver punk band touring across Western Canada on an ill-fated reunion tour. And it was turned into a film, a cult film by Bruce McDonald, uh, who's a great Canadian filmmaker. And Quentin Tarantino actually releases and distributes the album, uh, the, the, the movie, in the States. And it has a big following uh, among punk rockers and uh, uh, rock and rollers, it's, it's, it's right up there with Spinal Tap as being the great uh, rock and roll movies of all time. And it's also one of the great road movies of all time. And I think it's the greatest Canadian film of all time. So it's a, it's a brilliant piece that I, I grew up loving. And I've been fortunate enough to get rights to adapt the film and the book into a, a new stage adaptation which we're going to be premiering in November in Edmonton at Theatre Network, and then in January 2011 here in Vancouver at the Push Festival, has written um, new music for it, and, and it's 
really punk rock and old school and crazy and very authentic, very Vancouver. It's got that Vancouver punk feel to it. But uh, It's uh, amazing, uh, Michael Scholar, that here you are phoning in, trying to ask questions of the Cribs, and you're listening to the Nardwater Human Serviette Radio Show. We're trying to connect with the Cribs and Johnny Marr for an interview. And Michael's phoned in, a super Cribs fan, but you've shown, like, how far you will go. Here you are working on a rock musical and you will pay your own money to go down to san francisco to sit through a green day rock opera that is the most devote that well that's a demotion and devotion <laughs> isn't it? it it was it was a cool piece and it's actually going to new york very soon if it hasn't opened yet it's going to be taking over broadway American uh, michael Indian we have music. a caller hold on let's see could it be okay. them hello are you there hey Nadwa, how hello? you doing who is this scotty Gary, hello. Who Man, I'm sorry, John. We thought that the uh, we thought the interview was at seven o'clock uh, Chicago time, so we were sound checking. We just got your voicemail. Oh my goodness! Okay, I thought you were in the east, east, east coast. No, we were in Chicago. So I'm really sorry. Oh, well, we're ready whenever you are. Uh, well, we're ready. We're live on the air right now. Actually, we even had a phone uh, caller for you. If you could please phone back, if you could, Michael, sure. if you're listening. I'm saying this to Michael, the caller. 604-822-2487. 604-UBC-CITR. If you have any questions for The Cribs, or you can also tweet. You can also tweet, at Nardwar, if you have any questions for The Cribs. Or Johnny Marr, is he around? Two? He's around, yeah. We're just coming off stage now because we just finished soundcheck, but he's just outside the room now. But right off, right off the bat, uh, who are you? Could you please introduce the band, Gary? Well, I'm Gary Jarman, uh, the bass player and singer for the Cribs. Um, my brother, Ryan, plays guitar and sings, and uh, Johnny Ma plays guitar and does a little bit of backing vocals. And my brother, Ross, plays drums, and um, I think we're just here right now. Just give me a second. Um, I think we're just in everyone together. Uh, we're from Wakefield, but I live in uh, I live in Portland, Oregon now. You lived in... Johnny, uh, Johnny lives in Manchester, and Ryan lives in London, so we're all separated off now. We don't, we don't like each other enough to live in the same house that we used to do. And you're playing tonight in Chicago. Whereabouts? The Lincoln Hall. With Gemini and who's backing you up? Um, you know Adam Green. He was in the Moldy Peaches. And then when you come to Vancouver, it's going to be Gemini Pearl, right? That's right. Yeah, Jemina Pearl. Jemina Pearl on January thirty first, <laughs> and you're also going to be playing on this, a whole bunch of gigs, but also the sixteenth at Irving Plaza in New York. Uh, yeah. What are the ticket prices for your gigs? What are the ticket prices? I was looking, and I saw that for Cribs gigs, $55 for tickets in Australia. Nah, no way. No, in, no a, way. in Australia. Is that a lot? Oh, in Australia? I don't know. I mean, Australia is so far away that, you know, I don't, it, it's out of my control. I'm not in, not in control of that land. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I, as far as I'm concerned, we always try and make all our concerts all ages and as cheap as possible, so... Um, I would be angry if that was the case. I would be angry and I would uh, say some stern words with people. And we're talking here to Gary of the Cribs, live from Chicago. If anybody's any questions, it's 604-822-2487. Or you can tweet at Nardwar, N-A-R-D-W-U-A-R. Or you could try to email Nardwar at Nardwar.com. And Gary, looking back, who were retarded fish? 
they were just some crappy punk band from Wakefield. No, they weren't crappy. They were they were pretty good. I mean, it, it was just um, some old kids who had a punk band. Um, still friends with them, but I don't see them anymore. Uh, they were uh, Ryan City saw them the other day. Was, was that? Not, they're not a band anymore. They haven't been a band since like 1994 or something was, like that. Was that the first punk band that you saw, Gary of the Crips? It was the first. It was the first band I ever saw. Actually, it was the first gig I ever went to. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, I was 13. And it was. Um, and now you're living in Portland, Oregon. And the caller. Well, well, please, if you could phone back, Michael, if you're listening, six zero four eight two 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 four eight seven. The number one Cribs fan in Vancouver phoned in six zero four. Oh, is that true? Wow, that's that's awesome. And even if you're listening not in Vancouver, feel free to phone in six zero four eight two 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 four eight seven six zero four UBC CITR. He had a question about Portland. We'll kind of hold that for a moment. But you guys did an in-store at Jackpot Records. What was the deal behind that? It was some sort of special edition. Yeah, well, we put a special edition of, of the album out just in, in a, you know, in all in all our hometowns, basically. And that was only just we, we want people to, you know, have the excitement of going out and buying a record, you know, rather than just downloading it. Because it, when I was when I was younger, I used to really enjoy like waiting for it to come out. So we just made it so that people had to physically go to the shop to get it. You couldn't just mail order it, or you couldn't do this and that so people had to actually go and buy it and it and then jackpot yeah the guy who runs it is a friend of is a friend of mine and uh we just we just wanted to we we weren't we were on tour in america and we weren't playing portland so we just we just stuck that in there just a free show free in all ages caller are you there yes i'm here nardwar go ahead to the cribs caller is this gary how are you doing how do you I'm do good. how are you man i'm i'm good and uh i'm i'm Happy to be coming back to Vancouver. I have to say, we're, we're been, to we, be we had to cancel it last time. I, I, had, know. I had extra. I, well, we had we had we just couldn't make it work, so we were, we were kind of we we're pretty bummed out by it because our gig at Richards on Richards was really fun. Do, and, do you um, feel a, an affinity with Vancouver since you recorded Men's Needs here? Yeah, absolutely. We used to we stayed on Davy Street, and um, you know it was just, it was a really fun time. We were there for like six weeks and we we made friends with the people who run the bar the Morrissey you know the Morrissey yeah yeah of course it's a great would, band, would, uh, great great uh, bar and of course it's now yeah. somewhat associated well, they would, with your they would let bar. us hang out and, and they would just let us hang out and, and drink for free and we, we had a we were, we were made to feel really at home it was, it was super fun and it was it's really beautiful at the time there was all that snow and stuff you know like it was two, end of 2006 said like that Snowstorm and it was it was really fun time. Yeah, were were there songs written for that album that were inspired by your stay here in Vancouver? Some of the lyrics, some of the lyrics were. I mean, a lot of the lyrics were actually written in Vancouver. So, um, yeah, I guess I guess it probably factored in here and there. Because there's, there's a feel that direct, album, it really feels rain swept, and so does the cover looks rain swept. And I'm just really proud then that Vancouver had uh, an influence, perhaps on your on your gorgeous, beautiful, fantastic art. Well, that's, that's very nice to say. We had we had a we had a really fun time. Like Nadla made us feel really at home, and he looked out for us. And we yeah, like I said, we made a bunch of we made a bunch of friends out there. It was like. It was one of the most fun times. Listen, I'm going to pass you over to Ryan because uh, I'm going to I'm going to hand you off. Fred. Nice to talk to you. See you at the gig. Okay. Well, thank you, caller, and do 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 do. Do 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 do
do, do. And you're still listening to both WFMU and CITR FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And we're live here on an Ardwarder Human Serviette radio show with the Cribs. We are actually live. So if anybody has any questions, it's 604-822-2487, 604-UBC-CITR. Or you could try to Twitter if you want, at Nardwar, and I can try to check you out there. Or you could try also, if you want, to email me, Nardwar at Nardwar.com. And are you there, Ryan? I am, yeah. Hi, Nardwar. How the hell are you? Uh, yeah, we're good. We're good, you know. It's like, kind of, I'm just really, I'm kind of excited to be back on tour in America and Canada, you know what I mean? It's, it seems like a while since we've actually come out here and like done a proper tour, you know, we come out here and do like one-off shows, but I, I don't know, but I can never really enjoy that, I really like to just actually get stuck inside, you know, a proper long tour, you know. Well, the caller mentioned you're coming to Vancouver and how you recorded at the Warehouse Studio, there was the same studio, well, at least the board was, that the Sex Pistols recorded on, and then you ended up playing with the Sex Pistols. I know, yeah, I guess so, I get, um, but I didn't bother telling them that because I just think that there wouldn't have been, uh, yeah, I don't know, you know, they won't remember that anyway, but yeah, I guess there is, there's like kind of a, a, a tenuous link there, I guess, between those guys and the Sex Pistols, but yeah, I mean, it was, like, playing with them was, you know, I, like, I see that as being, it was like, kind of like a, a you know, quite a, a big honour, really, because I think when I was growing up, especially, like, I remember me and Gary going through, like, a really, really huge Sex Pistols there, so, um, it wasn't exactly doing the shows. It was just like being asked, you know, cause it was, like asked personally by uh, John Lydon. And so that, that was cool, you know. It, I, I like those little surreal kind of like uh, things to add to the scrapbook, you know what I mean? Well, it seems like you can't really get rid of those guys because then you take the slits on tour and the slits have Holly Cook. What's the connection for people that don't know between the Sex Pistols and the slits? Well, I guess that Holly Cook, well, I actually know Holly. I knew Holly before um, because she's a friend of my girlfriend, Kate Nash. But Holly um, is the daughter of um, Paul Cook, who's the drummer in the Sex Pistols. So, yeah, I guess there's like a connection there as well, you know. The Slits were great as well. They, they put in such a, they were really, really, really great on top. But unfortunately, there was a bit of an incident. They got bottled. Who was bottling them? Did you find out who bottled the slits opening for the cribs? And were you worried that the Sex Pistols would come and kick your ass for people uh, bottling the no. slits? <laughs> I wasn't worried about that at all. But it was just weird because I think that we, uh, like, you know, it was kind of disappointing that we, like, asked those guys to uh, come and uh, support us. Because it was, it wasn't like a hometown show for us, but it was like the local, like, like cause we're from Wakefield and uh, it was like Doncaster Arena, which is like the closest arena to... Um, like our hometown, so I guess like sometimes you're getting like those hometown fans that for some reason, like re- like we, I don't know why like like certain members of our audience have always given like the support bands a hard time anyway, just because I don't I, I don't understand why that is. It's like some kind of like really skewed kind of um, dedication to the band. Like everyone gets a, a, a part band to get a rough time. I don't know why that is. But I thought we that had kind of stopped, but um, yeah, the like I think that. With the slits, like, I think that uh, there was kind of a little bit of, um, you know, they were, like, very, they provoked the audience as well, but, I mean, that was just because, it was, like, some people in the audience, I think, were being pretty small-minded and just, you know, just being idiots, really, but, I don't know, it was disappointing, but...
There you go. Well, you also played with Comet Gain, who I played while I was waiting for the Cribs to call in. And again, we're speaking to the Cribs live from Chicago, live here on CITR, live on WFMU. If you have any questions for the Cribs, 604-822-2487, 604-UBC-CITR. You can call in. You also played with Comet Gain, who I played. Some Comet Gain. I played some Comet Gain. That, that's good. Uh, well, like, you know, we've always, we've always loved Comet Gain. I still think they're, like, the one of the best bands in England and, and, and this is strange because I went out last um, I went out two nights ago to see the Yummy Fur did you ever, did you ever hear the Yummy Fur? No I didn't Only, well actually I've heard the record I have heard a few of the records yes yeah well I went out to see them playing uh, they were playing in London so I went out to go see them and uh, David from Comic Game was there like I bumped into them there and he's asked me to produce their next record so when I get back to uh, England. I'm going to get back there, and I'm, I'm on a home for like just over a week. And in that time, I'm going to produce a new comic game record, which is really exciting to me. So, you know what I mean? I, I've, I've always, you know, produced records or like engineered stuff. So I'm really excited to, um, like, you know, produce a band that I like genuinely really love. It's kind of uh, there's a quite, it's kind of a bit of pressure, but I'm looking forward to. It. But that's another strange link because, um, like. Framsford, like um, the Yummy Fur, have members of Framsford and Andin. And if you remember, Alex Sarnoff from Framsford and I'm produced our record in Vancouver. And then, so when I went to go see a band that had a member of Framsford and Andin, uh, then I got the chance to be a producer for a band that I like as well. So a bit of a, you know, kind of a weird link. So we have an email question from Michael. Michael phoned in earlier, but then bailed because I guess, well, he didn't bail. I unfortunately hung up on him. So if you can, please phone in again, Michael. 604-822-2487, 604-UBC-CITR. If anybody has any questions for The Cribs. And I'm Nardwarty Human Serviette on the Nardwarty Human Serviette radio show. Actually filling in for Frank Rumbletone, too. And this question from Michael, I guess Michael emailed in a question as well. Did Ryan give Bob Geldof the idea for Live eight. Well, that is uh, that is one of the. I think that's become almost like not an urban legend, but I think it's like definitely heading in that direction because um, that just comes from the fact that uh, when I like I was on Nevermind the Buzzcocks the uh, TV show in England, and uh, yeah, like I, I did say I did tell that story, but it is it is actually true when we were in the studio recording the new fellas with Edwin Collins um, I think that um, someone uh, another band had been in I can't remember who it was it was uh, I think it was like a female singer had been in and her daughter went to the same school as one of Bob Geldof's daughters and so um, and she'd left a, like some kind of uh, contact sheet there that had Bob Geldof's phone number on it so we just sent him a text message saying, it, it said something like um, three words, Live Aid 2, and then, yeah, you know, about six months later, Live Aid, Live Aid came about. So um, I, I, there may be a bit of truth in it, who knows? But uh, I definitely maintain that uh, there's, you know, I think there's more than a shred of evidence. Uh. Well, I think it's great, Ryan of the Cribs, and you're listening to Ryan of the Cribs live on CITR and WFMU, that also in the band Comic Game is John, who is in Huggy Bear. So you have a Huggy Bear connection as well with Comic Game? Yeah, and also John 
he um, he appeared on one of our B-side called Advisement Robin Artist, which was uh, which was good. John's a really really great guy, you know. He's, uh, he's um, yeah, it, it, uh, Gary says he's the best dressed homeless man in the entire world, and that's true. He is. Gary said one of the first bands that he saw was Retarded Fish. What was your first punk gig that you saw? And I, uh, meant, and I mentioned this because when I interviewed Little Boots, do you know Little Boots at all? Well, John, I don't. Apparently, I do, because um, there used to be a night in Leeds uh, where we used to go that was called the Village Green Preservation Society, and the Village Green Preservation Society was run by this guy called Nick Scott, who does all our artwork, he does like, all the artwork for all our records, and he used to run that night, and at that night, um, like, we used to go there all the time, and then um, my friend bought 10,000 Things, which had Sam Riley in it, if you know, who, was, who played Ian Curtis in the Joy Division film, and... Uh, Apparently, Little Boots used to go there all the time. She knew me, and like she, um, her boyfriend was a big Cribs fan, and he, uh, and she apparently like framed him all that seven inches for his birthday one. So I guess she knows us. But, I mean, yes, I, apparently. I, I, I don't know. I don't ever remember bumping into it whatsoever. Because apparently that was I did. apparently the first gig ever that she saw. Little Boots was the Cribs. Was yeah. the Cribs Little Boots? I was wondering what was the first punk gig that you saw? Ryan Jarman of the Cribs. 604-822-2487. UBCCITR if you want to remember that one. 604-822-2487. UBCCITR with 604 in front of that or Nardwar at Nardwar.com or Twitter if you have any questions for the Cribs like I do right here. What was the first punk gig that you saw, Ryan, of the Cribs? Um, I was with Gary at the Retarded Fish gig. That's uh, uh we had, you know, the same one. That was the first punk rock show we ever went to. So. I always love these interviews now, but I always find out, such, you know, they're always very enlightening, you know. Well, thank you so much. And is your brother and bandmate Ross around at all? He is, yeah. Do you want a word with him? Would that be okay, too? It is, yes. I'll put him on now. Okay, and you're listening right. to WFMU and CITR, and we have an interview here with the Cribs. And we're but waiting. Nah, well, just before I get off, uh, do, 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 do. Oh, yeah, well, we'll have you come back. Don't leave yet. Please stick in the room. Don't leave. We'll, we'll come okay. back to you. We'll come back All to right. you. All right, I'll put it on. And you're listening to WFMU, CITR, I hope, still. Hey there, Nadwell. How you doing? Good. How the hell are you? I'm really good, thanks. Yeah, just uh, just came back into the swing of things after Christmas, you know. So, and yeah, you, oh, yeah. you, you were Ross, the drummer of the Cribs, and we were talking about Retarded Fish, the first punk band that your brother saw. What was the first punk gig that you saw? Uh, the first punk gig I saw, it was probably, um, it'll have been at Ossic Town Hall in Wakefield. Um, and I think it was a band called uh, Lad on Turf, um, and they were like a, just like a, a Wakefield band. Uh, probably only stuck around for like a couple of months or something. That was probably the first one I saw, yeah, uh, uh, at Town Hall in Wakefield, yeah, Lad on Turf. And then after that, any other bands that I might have heard of that you saw? <laughs> um, punk bands that you might have uh, heard of, yeah. Um, there's, a, there's a band called uh, Pylon, who were from Wakefield. Uh, I think they did, they did kind of, uh, you know, they did kind of well. Uh, well, kind of well on an underground level. Uh, that's another band, yeah, a band called Pylon. How about nowadays in Wakefield, The Research? Is there a band called The Research from Wakefield? Yeah, there is a band called The Research, and I really like them. Uh, I think they're, you know, they're really uh, underrated. Uh, but they've uh, the split up now uh, recently. Uh, but they're good friends of mine, and 
you know, since time to jam with uh, the guitar player. And, but yeah, they're, they're a really good band from Wakefield who definitely deserve a shout out. Now, you have to be in good shape to play the drums, but you weren't really in good shape, were you? Because I heard something about a shower incident. What happened there, Ross? Some pictures on the internet. The shower incident. I know, the shower incident. What happened was, um, I was take, I'd, we played a show in Birmingham, and after the show, I decided to take a shower. Um, and as I, and I, was, as, as I was taking the shower, I turned the, you know, when I finished taking the shower, should I say, I turned off the water. And as I was coming out of the shower, I, I opened the glass door and it fell on me. So I was there, like, completely naked, as, you know, the day I was born, covered in glass. And I couldn't get out of the shower because, um, you know, because, um, you know, there was glass out there. I'd have to walk over it. I was really cut. So, like, Gary was banging on the door saying, like, what, what's going on in there? So you could hear all this, like, glass smashing. And it was a horrible experience because I was, you know, I was completely naked and I was covered in glass and there was blood everywhere. And, and you know, I've got to say, I did check a certain area first and, and that was fine, luckily, because I was worried where the blood was coming from. But I was lucky it uh, didn't affect me down there. The photo looked horrible. Like, it really, it would be hard to recreate that, wouldn't it? That wasn't wild. It, yeah, it was. It was. I, I don't know what you know. It was. It was a pretty bad experience. Yeah, I didn't get in a shower for another week or something after that. And people can see that picture on your Twitter, right? The Cribs Twitter. They can, yeah. Like we stuck it up there just because it was so like surreal what happened, and I just thought it was, you know, Ryan. The first thing Ryan did, he wasn't even bothered about how I was. He just came and took a photo of it because it looked crazy. So yeah, but yeah, you can see that on the Twitter page. Yeah. And we have another question here. If anybody has any questions for the Cribs, it's Nardwar at Nardwar.com or 604-822-2487, 604-UBC-CITR. Michael writes, is Modest Mouse pissed off at the Cribs for stealing Johnny Marr? Um, I don't think they are, you know. Like, we, we, um, you know, we know them guys a little bit. Like, that's how originally how Gary met Johnny, you know, uh, uh, some, like, some, like, Joe Plummer's house um, from Modest Mouth. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we're, we're friends with them guys, and, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure they're not pissed off. I, um, you know, I think everybody's just happy that we're all friends, and, you know, we all, I'm sure they're good with the fact that, um, you know, we're just, making music and like you know yeah we're all we're all friends and they don't want to stand in the way of a good thing you know and uh and we do the same you know so it's all it's all fine and ross speaking of being friends and handshakes you're on the david letterman show recently or i saw a clip of it at least and you didn't get to shake his hand uh -huh, yeah did you see that i did the first time but what happened was um we me and uh and one of his techs we went up and we accidentally stumbled in on his dressing room, so maybe he was pissed off at me, I don't know, but, uh, yeah, he, he ignored me, and, um, you know, I need to go have a word with him. Now, how do you get on something like the David Letterman show? I imagine it would be, like, a manager, and your manager is Mark Cates. How did you get hooked up with Mark Cates? He is a real legend of rock and roll. How did you meet Mark Cates? He is a legend, yeah. We basically, we played um, we played a, a night of his in Boston in the early days around the first album. And uh, and then after, we, we hung out with him and we met him and he was, he was you know, really, like a really nice guy. And he gave us his card and just said, you know, like, in the future, if, you know, like, if you, if you need my service or anything, give me a shout. Um, and then we ended up, like, about, you know, about 18 months later, we ended up partying with his manager. And, um... And then Matt got in touch and just said, oh, you know, like, I'd really like to be involved, uh, on, you know, with the cribs. So it just kind of fell into place. Then, but we totally forgot about it, we, that we'd met him and that. Um, 
Yeah, he's a really nice guy, and he's he's, a, he's got a lot of history in the, in the industry. And yeah, he's just a, just a really nice guy. Ross of the Cribs playing in New York City. On January 16th at Irving Plaza and January 31st in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Where is Chicken Lee? What is Chicken Lee, Ross of the Cribs? Chicken Lee. What is Chicken Lee? Chicken Lee is a really obscure um, place in Wakefield, which Wakefield is obscure enough, but Chicken Lee is even more obscure. It's just like a really uh, small village uh, in Wakefield that we had a, we had a practice room down there, and that's where we wrote. Um, most of men's needs, women's needs, uh, whatever, which we recorded in Vancouver. Uh, most of the record was wrote down there in Chicken Lee. Yeah. It was in an old furnace. Now, how close is Leeds to Chicken Lee and Wakefield? Uh, how close is Leeds? Chicken Lee, like, it's probably about half an hour to Leeds. But in, in the UK terms, that's quite a long drive, you know, because, um, you know, we, we're a small island, so half an hour... Is you know it's, it's a fair distance, but yeah, it's about half an hour away or something like that. Is there some sort of harmonium museum in Leeds? Some sort of musical exhibit in Leeds with harmoniums? Um, I'm not sure, not as I'm aware of, but maybe there is. Uh, do you know one? How bad was the snow there? Oh, the snow's been crazy. Yeah, it's um, it's like it's the worst I've ever seen it since I was born. You know, apparently it's, it's been the worst since the '60s in. Uh, yeah, it was since the 60s in the UK. It's like, there's a picture on, like, one of the BBC websites. It just looks like a, a like a, one of the poles, you know. It's just it's just completely white at the moment. But it's starting out a bit now. But, yeah, it's, it's been been deepest I've ever seen it. Up to your knees kind of thing. Ross, is Johnny around at all? Would we be able to get a few words in with Johnny of the Cribs? Johnny Moore? Yeah, of course you would. Yeah, it would be a pleasure. All right, I'll stick him on anyway now, bro. Okay, I'll talk to you in a bit. And you're listening to WFMU, the Nardwarda Human Survey Radio Show, interview with the Cribs. Hello, Hello, Johnny Marr. Hi. How are you doing? I'm I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Good. The last time I interviewed you, Johnny Marr, you were playing the same night as Vanilla Ice in Vancouver. Right, okay, is he still going, Vanilla Ice? I'm not sure he's still going, is he? Yes, he's still going, and I thought it was quite interesting, is it seems you, Johnny Marr, can't get rid of rap. Like, I noticed that rap continues in your life. Are you really doing a Snoop Doggy Dog soundtrack called The Big Baby? Uh, I'm doing a soundtrack to a movie called The Big Bang, and uh, Snoop Dogg is making a cameo in it. So there we go. More rap for you, Johnny Marr. Good. And more rap continues on. Apparently the Cribs once used Snoop Dogg's tour bus. And I heard that you guys in the Cribs bumped Jay-Z from Letterman. Is that true? Jay-Z was forced off Letterman for the Cribs? I hear that's true. Yeah, I hear that. That's actually what happened. Uh, That was about, uh, I don't know, about like last month or something like that. How many times have you been on the David Letterman show, Johnny Marr? It seems like quite a few, like you're on with like Modest Mouse, The Healers, The Cribs. Yeah, I've been on like three or four times, you know. We're on, uh, Dave and I are, uh, we're we're, uh, really tight now, you know. We have a Twitter question for you, Johnny Marr, and we're live here on CITR and WFMU. And somebody Twittered to you, Johnny Marr, 
I, they wanted me to ask, and this is Napping Panda wanted me to ask Napping Panda if Noel Gallagher smells as good as I dream he does. Uh, probably. And we also have a question from G, the Hoodoo Mo, GJ Hoodoo Mo, and he's wondering, did Johnny Marr ever have to endure a New York Dolls cover? Um, I, I endured lots of them when I was younger, yeah, a lot of bands, all my friends used to play those, 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 uh, those songs, you know, um, <laughs> Yeah, I didn't. I don't think I played them myself, although uh, I wouldn't have minded. I used to play along with the records, so. Uh, but I wouldn't say it was endurance. That was a lot of fun. But um, around, uh, I guess, uh, around the late seventies, when um, there was a lot of uh, teenage boys kind of like cranking out Jet Boy and Trash and songs like that. So uh, yeah, I've enjoyed plenty of them. Johnny Marr, when you were playing with the Cribs a little while ago, John Savage came to your Manchester gig and gave you some vintage Levi's? John Savage gave you some Levi's? Yeah, yeah, John Savage is always giving me stuff. That's pretty cool, though. Like, John Savage, you'd think he'd be giving records, but I guess you have all the records. He gave records to the Cribs, and you got the Levi's. I got the Levi's, yeah, that's, that's right, that's right. And I, I don't, funny enough, I don't know where those jeans are, I'm going to have to dig them out. They were, um, they were um, you know, cords, I don't know whether you call them cords in Canada, but um, I guess so, white corduroys, Levi vintage ones, and a blue pair and a green pair. Johnny Marr, the Cribs are pretty punk, and you got exposed to punk pretty early. I was wondering about the first punk gig that you saw, because you and the Smiths, you guys were rehearsing under Joy Division's practice pad. So, like, you couldn't help but be punk by hearing, like, you're hearing Joy Division as you're practicing? That was my band. That wasn't the Smiths. That was the band I had before I formed the Smiths. Uh, but, yeah, I... Uh I uh, I did that. I I just it was in a really dilapidated um, warehouse. It's actually um, it's in a famous video for Liverpool Terrors Apart, and uh, I was our room was the room underneath that. And there was one time I stayed in there for a, a, a week or five days because the landlord was going to throw us out. So uh, we barricaded ourselves in, and the band climbed out the window. I stopped to sleep in there. So I used to hear. Joy Division rehearsing when they came in from shows, and uh, I remember them. Um, I remember them writing some songs and jamming, and it was kind of scary. But I, I saw a lot of the punk bands. Um, I was still kind of young, you know, 15, 14, 15, But I went to a lot of those shows. The first punk show I saw was uh, Slaughtering the Dogs. They were a Manchester local band, weren't they? That's right. They were. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that's right. And um, and then the next punk group I saw was the Damned. Um, they were on with T Rex, and then I saw just all the punk bands. And you know, I saw the Buzzcocks a bunch of times. And uh, when is the last yeah. time you saw the Buzzcocks? Have you seen the Buzzcocks recently at all? I uh, know. I've not seen the Buzzcocks perform. I've seen them personally, but I've not seen them perform. I'd like to see a, a Buzzcocks show. They've got. I, I, they're one of my favorite ever groups. How the Gang of Four, because doesn't Dave Allen of the Gang of Four live in Portland, or didn't he live in Portland for a while, the Gang of Four? He does, yeah. I bump into Dave now and again. What was it like playing with the Gang of Four when the Smiths played with the Gang of Four? Did they have a good punk audience? You really want to know the answer to that? You want to know the truth? I'd love to. They Well, we we opened for them on their very last gig, their, their finale gig, and they, they were... Um, 
they were very unfriendly and they were hostile towards us and uh, they wouldn't let us uh, uh, they wouldn't give us any room on the stage and um, they, they were particularly uh, unhelpful which, which, which only made us want to be more helpful to uh, it was like a lesson really uh, one that the Cribs uh, kind of uh, continue um, to well, we, have, we have this idea that uh, we always as, we're always as nice as we can be to to uh, our opening acts because we know what it's like to be on the receiving end of horrible, bitter old bands who were on the verge of breaking up. Well, it seems, Johnny Marr, there's so much neat stuff happening in Portland. And as I mentioned earlier in the show, when I think of Portland, I think of the Dandy Warhols. And when I think of the Dandy Warhols, I think of a Brian Jonestown massacre. And don't they have a song called Johnny Marr is Dead, the Brian's Jonestown massacre? Do you know anything about this song? I do, yeah. I've heard that song. What is it about? Johnny Marr is dead, your side of our story. Uh, well, I bumped into one of the band. They told me that the song was initially, um, it was two songs that they stuck together, and one of them was um, My Name in It, and the other, the other song that they used was, was had Something, Something is Dead in it, and then the two songs became one, so they just stuck Johnny Marr and Is Dead together. But I love Following is a live presentation Columbia, Canada on the Following is a live presentation of CITR News.